Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, uh, your favorite podcast about the Ole Miss Rebels. Extra long intro there uh, for our, our friends from Friday Rolling listening. Um, I'm Justin Sanders, the host of the show. Got my co-host John Stefanczyk on the line. We got special guest Table Cobbleson in the house. It's Monday, April 2nd, 2018. We're talking about a top five ranked baseball team, some other various topics as we're uh, known to do here on the show. But first, we bring in my co-host, John. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good. Just plugging along, we got looks like Michigan's walking. Damn, it's an hour to tip off for this game. This game tips at nine twenty Eastern. This is, that's insane. So I, I'm guessing there must be some sort of end table. Or you feel free to jump in here since I already introduced you. Or uh, did, wait, did I say did I say your uh, your pseudonym or did I say your real name? Did I mess up again? You said table. Okay. When I first mentioned them, though, I don't remember. Right, sorry. I think the secret's almost out at this point. I think, I think it's – well, first of all, having a pen name that sounds pretty much the same as your regular name is, <laughs> is bold. I like that. When you're, when you're a big enough gutter slot to get on the background of Red Cup, I mean, your damn name's your name. I wasn't the one concerned about selling my name. Fair. It was for someone else's benefit. Fair enough. But now it's like a fun character. more <laughs> Oh, this is this is getting too dark. Let's go back to talking about why are they starting the national championship basketball game at nine twenty Eastern? Is there like research that people? I guess is it just to Those keep you? They know that you don't care about basketball. They were listening to the pod, mm-hmm. or even though this is like the most exciting March Madness there's ever been, mm-hmm. with like these eleven seeds, like Loyola, Chicago, and, and Baltimore you know, County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, the, with these low seeds, like, going so far, y'all were just shitting on it, saying how you didn't care about basketball. Y'all were just over it. I don't think do John it. said that. Did John say that? I definitely said that. And they, they heard you, and they said, shit. I mean, those guys don't want to watch it. We're just going to, you know, play at 9 o'clock when everybody's asleep because, you know, who cares? Does anybody have more strange moral high horses than Table Cobbleson? I don't know. So now you're proud of yourself for liking college basketball? I don't know. I don't know. There's a limited number of activities you can follow. I don't feel bad at all for not caring about this March Madness. You can't make me feel bad about it. I'm sorry, Table. <laughs> but is it okay? Okay, seriously though, the real reason is because they want you to watch past 10:30 and then have to watch that local channel and late. Like I'm not. I'm just trying to figure it out for real. Like what network is it on? Well, I'm gonna. If you don't know, I know. What do you think it is? It, wait, if it's on ESPN, then that that destroys my theory. I have no idea. You don't even know who has the contest. <laughs> Why would I know what network carries it? I have Xfinity. It's, I can click on the menu. I thoroughly appreciate this. Interview. It's on. It's on the Turner family of networks. Which Turner? Uh, is it on TNT or is it on? Uh, oh, it's on TV. CNN, right? It must be on CNN. 
I mean, you, you know, TBS. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so uh, explain the logic of starting at 920. Is it for the West Coast? They couldn't move their Big Bang Theory reruns, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It, it, it tracks now. Big fucking Bang Theory. That's, yeah. It's a good show. I mean, I, I assume you watch it every week, right? <laughs> uh, it's, oh, you know it's, what it is? What? Live from, the, live from the Masters ends at 9 o'clock. We want everybody to get their, start getting in Masters mode. Wait, is the Masters over. this week? Damn right it is. It's going to be, it's lined up to be damn good. Egg salad sandwich, am I right? Yep. That's if we I ever get to talking Masters. about baseball, we'll talk about that. I guess. And then we'll talk about the women's basketball search for 90 seconds because we got to make fun of it for 90 Did seconds. Did they hire a coach, yes or no, before we? No. Have you seen the rumors? Yeah, I've seen that Ole Miss apparently keeps getting turned down or just completely screwing the search up. That's the that's the narrative, right? Oh, Kim Mulkey's going to come from Baylor. So that's not happening. I'm judging by your tone. That's a ridiculous it has, idea. It, it hasn't happened yet. It might happen. Yeah, I'm. Is that, so is that like a again showing my ignorance? I mean, table is this something that that's a, that's a real rumor? Is that a what that's what I'm saying? Is that a good coach? What's the read on that if that happened? Isn't Baylor really good at women's basketball? That's what I assumed. He's like a top five coach. Yeah, I'd see, I yeah. feel like that's not going to happen. Right? Why would you do that? Why would you come work for this athletic department? I mean. Maybe she wants to get promoted every year. That's actually fair. John makes a really good point. Um, just don't I mean, be like AK. Baylor. Why would you want to be at Baylor? Hmm. Maybe she's a good bear. Baylor's pretty. Yeah, I would not want to be Baylor. I, I bet there's a lot of good high school basketball players in Texas. Yeah. I'm but just saying that's a. I would not want to be in Waco either. I've I've been. It's yeah, meh. Yeah, I just don't have the energy to take like a giant rant shit on that university, but fuck Baylor. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the show, we have definitely done that in the past. I mean, there are many reasons to dislike Baylor. Um, One of them not being that it was the alma mater of my wonderful mother. That's the reason to like Baylor. But other than that, uh, there's a lot of reasons to dislike it. Uh, We don't have to get into that now. Let's 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 go ahead and turn the page. Let's talk about baseball. like I said at the top of the show, it was a huge week for Ole Miss. We talked about it last week. Four games against top 15 opponents. You had number 14 Southern Miss in the midweek. Arkansas came to town uh, on the weekend. They went 3-1 and one in those four games. Uh, really a damn impressive result. Um, let's see. All of the games versus Arkansas were determined by one or two runs. I think both of Ole Miss's uh, wins were by one run. The loss might have been by two runs. Um, really back and forth. I mean, Arkansas can freaking hit, man. That's that was my biggest takeaway from playing them. I don't I don't know if Ole Miss is gonna like pitch against an offense that scary the rest of the year. I have to say, well, I want to go back to the Southern game real quick. They fall behind yeah, yeah. four to start the game. Mental toughness. They come back. I mean, this team. Every time they take the field, they prove they remind us that they they know how to play twenty seven outs. And as simple as that sounds. Having a team that's mature enough to play all 27 outs is going to take you a long ways in college baseball. Comeback win against Southern, it goes down. I mean, it was down to a couple, a few feet at the end with fly, with fly ball, but take it out of it. Um, 
Rollison has a shaky first inning Thursday night. They get it back tied to 4-4. Then Arkansas goes up 6-4. Their closer comes in. Pitches damn good. They win the first game. They win the second game 5-4. And they win what ended up being what went from a good MacArthur start to a disastrous seventh inning for the bullpen to a slugfest 11-10 win on Saturday. They've proven they can win in pretty much any kind of scenario that can shut you out. Pitching. Well, apparently, as long as you can pull Caracci for the last five or six outs, apparently they can win. That's been, what, four SEC wins in a row have been Caracci saves, and I think three of them have been two innings. That's, been- that's frankly whack, like, as far as pitcher usage goes. He's been incredible, but, damn, with the bullpen depth, quote-unquote, that Ole Miss has, I really think Mike needs to be managing them a little bit better. I, I know what you're saying. Nuance, go ahead. Yeah, what do you table. say, table? I was gonna say I worry about Crazy, you know, getting worn out. You know, like you know, from a guy that like didn't even play to a guy that's playing mm-hmm. a lot now. You just have to wonder about his conditioning. Absolutely. But hey, uh, for two years, he's pitch. I understand why they always want to put him out there because I'm trying to think in college. Last time I saw a guy, well, I mean, like a guy. I really only watch Ole Miss, but it had a fastball that was hitting, you know, around 96 that had that much movement on it. Mm-hmm. You know, have you noticed there's a lot of movement on this fastball? Mm-hmm. Like, damn. Yeah, and I, I wish I knew enough about pitching to, like, actually know what his his ball was doing so well, but it seems like he gets a lot of, um, uh, like, high swing and miss. Uh, and sometimes he just comes straight through the zone, and I guess they're just behind it. I, I don't know. I, I think he varies the speed some too, because it seems like they're just the batters in general just look like they have no idea what's coming next a lot of the time when he's really on. And the problem is, you get a game like that eleven ten slugfest on uh, Saturday that John was talking about, and Crazy looked like pretty gassed. Like I in the ninth inning of that game, I was super worried uh, that he wasn't going to have enough to pull it out. He did. But at the same time, I just I w- I would love for him to be an only ninth inning guy and go max effort every time, and I think that's what we need to coordinate the bullpen to accomplish for him. But the problem in that game for me was that Wolfoot came in too early, um, which led to Wolfoot getting shelled. And then we had to bring in Stokes to set up Caracci, and Stokes actually pitched well uh, one time through the order. The, I mean, a guy like Stokes that doesn't have overpowering stuff, I think Bianco's doing him a disservice letting him stay in. Uh, for like two plus innings against an offense like Arkansas, like eventually they figured it out, and and he gave up like four runs or something, um, and so then you ended up bringing Caracci with with five outs left. That's just that's not that's not great. I, I want you to go to someone like uh, like Houston Roth, even if he is your midweek guy, before you go Wolfhook in the sixth or seventh. That's just too early if he's going to be your setup guy. It needs to be eighth for Wolfhook, ninth for Caracci if that's what you're going to do. And then have someone like Stokes that can replace Wolfhook if he gets uh, in trouble, right? I mean, am I wrong on that? Here's the thing about Kurt. I mean, I'm with you going forward. They need to preserve Caracci. But let's say they get to a super regional moment where they need him to go gut six outs. He's going to think back to that to that Saturday Arkansas game and said, "How I did it against them, I can do it to get." That's fair, off. yeah. And as long as you can, if if, if we can go to the things super before like he that, has to do that, it's great. Things like that are going to happen in the season, right. especially as, especially as being the closer now. But but he 
do that every weekend, which is why this up, this upcoming stretch is key. Mm-hmm. They play Memphis now on Wednesday night. So Caracy can't pitch for three nights. Ideally, Memphis isn't very good this year. You go up to AutoZone, you take care of business. That gives him six days of rest. You play State Friday through Sunday. State's not that great this year. Yeah, you They're shouldn't have to use Caracy more than once on, on but, the weekend. Well, even if you use them twice, it could be like two one-inning outings, etc. Mm-hmm. Long story short, they need to go win them some easier games this week. Keep them stay focused. And then going into the next week, you know, Going to next week, they have, they have what is it, Southern and Pearl, and then they go to mm-hmm. Vandy. Mm-hmm. So they've got, I mean, they've got a, I, I mean, I was thinking, sixteen in the country, right? Yeah, I they're, mean, they're down right now because they just got swept by Florida, but they're still really good. They're Vandy. They're they're going to have coaches, a roster. Coaches poll, they're sixteen. They they have legit staff uh, for sure, and they got a bunch of young guys that can hit. It's interesting, though. I mean, they just played Southern this week. They went to College Station, home west Arkansas, thinking, okay, they've got two big series. Well, then they got to come back. State, they're better than, but like we said, it's, it's going to be a weird rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next week's, a, uh, next week's another tough week. But if they can get through, if they can go in four of the next six conference games mm-hmm. and hell – Split the midweeks, let's say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they're. I, I they're, think that we should expect they need to beat Memphis. Like that's, Memphis game shouldn't be a question this year. They're like nine and nineteen or something like that. Yeah, Memphis. Yeah, they should go up there and just beat. The they need out. to beat Memphis. If they lose to Southern, that's fine. You you'll split with them. That's great for the RPI. Like Southern's really good. Whatever, whatever. Um, obviously, you'd love to see him win it, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the goal in Starkville, if you want to be a national seed, needs to be to sweep because that's going to hurt your RPI down the line. Uh, it's on the road. You can lose one, but the goal should be to sweep. But I, that's, always, that's always the goal, right? I mean, I like the attitude. Okay. If you want I'm to be a national seed. too worried about RPI and stuff because just if they play well in conference – they're good to go. Listen, listen to this stat I found on Twitter, a tweet by the SEC Network about how stacked the SEC is this year. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. USA Today baseball coaches poll has number one Florida, number three us, number eight Arkansas, number ten Kentucky, number fifteen Auburn, how is sixteen still 10? Vanderbilt. Didn't they lose the first two series? Sorry, go on. They're last in the East. Yeah, what the heck? I don't know, man. 17, Georgia. 19, Texas A&M. 20, LSU. 22, Mizzou. And they like, said this is the... Even the league according to this? Is that what that said? What did you say? Say it again. This is the first time in the history of the poll that 10 teams from one conference have been ranked at the same time. That's crazy, and that's coaches voting on it, yeah, or, or SIDs or oh, whatever. That's the coaches poll. Yeah. So it's, I think, assistant coaches. And... Yeah, it's like the guy, it's like the guys that run the Twitter accounts, from what I've heard. But still, I mean, yeah. still, that's a lot of respect it's for like the SEC. The, what the baseball equivalent of like Tyler Siski or whatever? No, <laughs> not no. It's it's not. Like, it's it not Sh- even. I don't think it's even Sh- that. Sh- I think it's like the at the Kuffner types, like the the PR people. <laughs> at least that's what I've heard about coaches polls. 
Yeah, yeah, the Adam Kuffner's your building unit. Um, so yeah, no, that's insane. That's a great, great stat table. Um, you're you're right. RPI isn't gonna matter that much with a conference that's stacked. Like, you're, you're if you win conference games, you're gonna be sitting really pretty in the RPI no matter what. Um, but I think Ole Miss is what like number three in the RPI right now. Let me check Warren Nolan. They're ranked third they in the Baseball America poll behind uh, Florida one, Stanford two. I don't know anything about Stanford, but I guess they're good. West Coast. College baseball, RPI on Warren Nolan. Uh, yeah, Ole Miss is at fifth. Yeah, Texas Tech, number one, is interesting. Clemson at number four. Clemson has Seth Beer. That dude that hits home runs, his name is Beer. He really should have come to Ole Miss. Like, that's such a missed opportunity for him. I mean, I... There was a, there was a, a football recruit named uh... – Oh, was it? it was like Trevor. Trevor, Rohard, Trevor, uh, run the ball. Wait, what was it? It's like his name is like I think it's pronounced like Brohard, but it looked like Brohard. <laughs> <laughs> How did that guy not go to Ole Miss? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he had to I mean, at least gone somewhere. SEC. Brohard. Brohard is the new tryhard. We're gonna start, dude. That guy's such a Brohard. Oh my god. <laughs> Is that what we're going to start calling right field? Dude, the right field is so full of brohards. Oh, what that was this weekend, right? They all threw their beers on a foul ball. And then uh, Bianco, Bianco had to challenge it just to make him feel less embarrassed. <laughs> hey, well, you, hey, well, you were at uh, the Friday night game? Yeah, so I've been going to a lot of the games, and it's different this year. Like, let us, I think let us maybe, know why. Maybe everybody has just like accepted, you know, internally whether they're gonna, you know, openly criticize it or not. But they've just accepted that football and basketball are heading in a bad direction, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We have baseball. We're doubling, tripling down. We're all about baseball. We've mm-hmm. always been a baseball school. This is baseball because people are fucking like psyched out of their minds in right field at like like midweek games, and." Like for like the SEC games, like Arkansas, like you couldn't walk in in left field even, like with the old people, you could not walk. Yeah, those was, crowds, those crowds were insane. Over, I think over forty thousand on the four yeah. games last week. There were so many people crammed around the grill. I couldn't cook anything. Just like everybody was just like shoulder to shoulder. You know, honestly, I what I my, I mostly enjoy buying like grandstand tickets. At least that's what I've been doing the last couple of years, just because, you know, you'll have a seat at least like it can get insane in the outfields uh, with, like you said, how desperate Ole Miss fans are for any type of good team and how much they need this baseball team to do good yeah. to validate them. Well, I will say this. I do get like a better feeling about about this team than other teams that have like started hot. Like we've already seen some mental toughness mm-hmm. from individual players, and and I would say from the team. I mean, like like uh, what game was it? Crazy, like let the bases get loaded and they got out of it. Uh, uh this weekend? No, that was like earlier in the year. This one was like first starting. A and M was it A and M? I guess A and M. Rollison started shaky, I think, and only gave up like two runs or something with the bases loaded, no outs, something like that. Hey, so what's this McMillan is saying about Feigl? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up at some point. Apparently, rotation getting shook up this weekend. What do you guys think about? What do you guys think about I, Brady Feigl on Fridays, Rollison on Saturdays? 
I don't like fucking with the players' heads like that. I don't really either. I'm worried it might mentally mess up both of them because now Feigl is going to be pressing to try to be like, oh, I'm a Friday night guy now. And, and you know, this could be completely wrong, wrongly placed criticism. You know, maybe maybe these guys are the opposite of that. They, they would never let this affect their game. But baseball players, especially starting pitchers, are somewhat fragile mentally, generally speaking. They're suspicious, you know. They have uh... – yeah, you know, baseball. You have like traditions, and you have superstitions. Yeah. The the real question is, how is this actually going to help? Like, a win's a win, right? You can win every Saturday and Sunday and win the league, right? It doesn't matter if you win Friday or Saturday. Am I wrong? I, who, who knows? Bianco knows the knows the guys. Maybe Rollison needs to get demoted to kick, go kick his ass. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Feigl's like, give me the ball. Let's go set a tone to get going. I do, if you're going to do this, I like the fact of doing it against State and not against, say, like, I mean, in, you know, probably one of the bottom, yeah. one of the worst teams you're going to face during the year. Yeah, that's Plus true. Plus, it's a, uh, you know, you're right. I'm just going to wait. It could work, but it could also go poorly, gonna, and then it'll be hindsight. I'm not going to criticize it or make a prediction. I'm just going to see how it plays out. Mm hmm. Mike's pushed the right buttons for the most part this year. I mean, okay, yes. you want the seventh inning on set, whatever. I mean, well, it worked out. They won the game, but it could have just as easily have been a loss, dude. Arkansas's offense is insane, but it worked out. I mean, like, I'm giving him credit for that. I think he he pitched Caracy as much as he did the last two weeks because those are those potentially could be some of Ole Miss's best wins at the end of the year. I mean, they, they were important games. Your schedule is front-loaded. You know, go full effort to try to win them. I understand. You can only win the game that's today, right? So I, I get that. You know, I'm not really criticizing him for that. It's more, I think we're more saying you can't continue this level of Caracy use. It's not going to work out physically for the guy. I, I'm sure Mike would agree with that. Yep. Which is why taking care of business this week is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, you talked, we talked about the pitching and what we want to see out of that. I really want to see the offense not play down to the competition. Like I want to see them go out just as hungry and motivated. It does seem like this team, especially on offense plays more with an edge when they're down. Right. I mean, they're a comeback team. At least they have been thus far. So, but I want, I want to see them break out of that against bad teams. Play down to their competition. I'm saying, I'm saying I don't want them to need state or Memphis to score runs for them to feel like, Oh, we got to go out there and nail this at bat. Like I want, I want to see them locked in hitting at the same level they hit against A&M and Arkansas, even though the offenses we're going to play this week aren't nearly as scary as those two. I mean, I think that makes sense, right? Oh, I know where, I know where you're getting that from. I don't think that has anything to do with this team. We'll see. This is a good test. This week's a good test of, are they going to, if they keep up the same offensive pace, I'll be impressed and I'll feel I won't say I'll feel better because I already feel confident in the team, but I think it'll be just one more, okay, they took care of business when they had to. They didn't you know, let anything get inside their head. And, I mean, their the rankings are continuing to go up. I mean, there's plenty of clippings for them to read. You know, All that stuff can take an effect. We'll see. I feel like we're the high-maintenance sorority girls that are like, well, the, my Range Rover doesn't have uh, you know, us on this podcast? five-level heated seats. It only has three level heated seats. Like we're complaining about little bells and whistles. What's the already with this podcast be in? Very nice. What's so? I'm just saying in general. No, 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 no. I'm just no. This is. I'm just. I don't care about whatever. I'm just saying. What's already? I I think. Hmm. We're not DGs because we're not like actually popular. Um. 
We're not, what? What? What's happening? Tables making noises. We found a DG. We did. Yeah, we found a DG as a podcast. Um, I know. I know what you're talking about. Um, it's it's tough because the old Miss sororities are all so similar. And then I would say we're like AD pie or whatever, but we're not new. We've been doing this shit for way too long, so that doesn't count. I mean, can we be real here, real quick? Ooh, what are we table? Yes. Uh, well, we graduated how many years ago? Five. Yeah, I graduated five years like, ago. Four. Four. I mean, five. I don't know what fraternities and sororities are like. Five years after I've graduated college. Yeah, they're all playing Fortnite now. <laughs> Nah, I mean, okay, well, okay, table, chill. Assume, no, assume, like... assume the sororities and fraternities when we were in college for this hypothetical. If that, yeah, that makes it easy. I think we're thing. Uh... This is this is based off of like our table still is... lives in Oxford, so he feels weird making Oxford statements. Whatever, I I have zero connection to any sorority and barely any fraternity at Ole Miss, so it doesn't matter to me. But the real problem with this hypothetical is that there's not a good funny answer. You know, if we were like a podcast about. You know, there's so many ways you could take this, but I won't. It's fine. You're right, table. This is not this is ex- this exercise is not going to work. What else do you want to talk I, about? I baseball? just think I just just realizing everything that, that that I knew about those institutions was based off of five years ago or more. Yeah, because <laughs> who really who really keeps up with like the hierarchy of Greek organizations when they're older than like sophomore year? Hopefully, yeah, no one, no one normal. Yak Yak died years ago. Was How, it Yik-Yak College? You mean college? Yeah, was Yik-Yak actually a college thing? I thought that was more like middle schools and stuff, for real. I forgot about uh, it. became a college thing at Ole Miss until everybody college started. College ACB. Uh, posting B-movie memes, and then, like, somebody's sex tape got leaked on it, and then it was, like, a whole controversy. Hmm. There was a whole thing. There was, like, a thing. Yeah. Well, I know but, uh, part of the reason Yik Yak died was because, like, schools started putting geofences where you couldn't use Yik Yak at the school, which is kind of cool, actually, from a technology perspective. Um, you're right. We shouldn't talk about five-year-out-of-date Greek hierarchies. I apologize to the listeners. I do, I do have one more thought about Arkansas. Okay. Tell us. All right. This is some in-depth analysis, so try, try to stick with me. They have a player... His name is Jacks Biggers. I know and he leads off too. Yeah, that's a funny name. Is that, wait, that's no, it name? is. Jax Biggers. I think I said this weekend it sounded like an anime character. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a blonde, like crazy-haired white dude in an anime would be named Jax Biggers. Sure that was the name of the of the character that Jaden Smith voiced on uh, that new Netflix anime by the guy that. It's in Vampire Weekend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what is that show called? Dang, I see it on Twitter. Time? No, that's his other thing. I don't know what it is. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Ezra Ezra Koenig, that's the Vampire Weekend guy? Yeah. Um, You're right. No, that is a ridiculous name. Uh, should we talk about how ins- how ridiculous some of the replays got this weekend? They should ban it. They should ban replay from college baseball. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's. I just. I don't know if there's a consistent way to apply it without it completely destroying to go review plays the like, game flow. I see both sides of it because the umpiring can be pretty bad, but like I think the biggest problem with college baseball is the strike zone, like not being consistent. Like that was a big problem this weekend too. I didn't feel like the you stri- have your umpire. You said what? 
You have amateur umpires. Yeah, no ex- exactly. They probably do like softball on the weekends and stuff too. They probably do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm just ready well, for robot robot umps. Do you guys support just, robot umps? Sorry, John. What are you saying? I was Hanley Hanley Ramirez just hit a rope at a Marlins stadium. Beautiful. I have Beautiful. the Red Sox on the, the background. Cubs uh, not starting off super hot. Um, no, but do you guys are are you guys equally as excited? I want umpires out behind the plate. I want the box on TV for MLB. Let's make a computer program that does that. Real time balls and strikes. Robot umps. No, I'm excited I'm for that going, future. I'm, no, fuck this Silicon Valley. Why? Why? Why would you automated cars and their automated stealing people's you know, jobs? Who gives a shit about how no, many MLB this, umpires this, this, are there? Like 500. The working class by Silicon Valley. You think they're, MLB they're, umpires are working class? They're automating McDonald's. They're automating Uber. And what's next? They're doing automating umpires. umpires. Yeah. yeah. I. Working people in you know at least Major League Baseball that that is their job is, is to umpire. Well, we and need you get all the umpires. You can get rid of all the referees and all the other sports. Sounds awesome. No, the real you, problem is who do you blame you after you remove referees? Right when you lose when you lose the national championship game uh, on a buzzer beater, who do you blame if they replace the referees with with robots? I don't know. Like it would be a real crisis for some fan bases. What is was Skip Bayless and, and and whoever the fuck replaced uh, Stephen A. Smith? Like, what are they going to argue about? Oh wait, what is that guy's name? I, I can picture him in my head. Oh wait, is it is it Bellerman. Shannon, the the actual player? Right, it player. is right. Skip and Shannon, that's the show. Yeah, that's on FS1. Kellerman replaced uh, Bayless on ESPN. Mm. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're Pelican, taking you're taking jobs Pelican away from Skip Bayless. Can be you. as annoying as Skip Bayless, but can Shannon be as annoying as Stephen A. Smith? I yes. think the Stephen Shannon's Smith pretty bad, dude. Might be more effective because right. that might be noxious. Stephen A. Smith is a uh, is unparalleled talent. I follow somebody on Twitter that has a framed piece of paper that says IMG underscore two, two, five, six dot JPEG or whatever that famous Stephen A. Smith tweet there is like, take a look y'all. And it was a, and it was just, it said that he has let that like framed in his house. It's pretty funny. Um, can you think of a sport that needs instant replay less than baseball? Like what, like curling? Or... I think instant replay makes sense for baseball. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think the problem is slowing down the game. I think the whole point of baseball is that like there's stupid unwritten rules and like what other sport do you stop to like scratch your balls and spit tobacco in between mm-hmm. plays? Mm-hmm. Like you can get do to, that you get to call time like yeah. Or ball like it's definitely you know, old school but it's just like stuff where you just like you just screw around you're like oh I'm just going to throw the ball to second base 100 times because the guy has like maybe a little bit of lead off and you know, I'm, I'm and, you know, like this, this buzz is wearing off. Did you and see so, the thing where, uh, I forgot, um, I forgot which team it was, but the, somebody was up like seven, nothing on the, um, on the Orioles and they, the a guy in the ninth bunted for a single against the shift and the team that won seven Oh was like pissed about it. It's like, wait, what, why are you playing? If you're shifting, you can't be mad that someone bunts against it. Like they, there are a lot of annoying, unwritten, like just butthurt players in, in MLB for sure. I mean, I, I definitely agree that that's an aspect that, of the game. I don't necessarily like it. I don't it. think you could make baseball not goofy. Like, You're probably right. I think that if you got rid of all the, just the weird shit that goes on in baseball and, 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 and how much of it is subjective with the 
calls and just like all the crap. Like mm-hmm. if you tried to like run it by robots, it would just become the most wooden, boring game. That's it's an interesting, you know? uh, interesting like, hypothesis. You need people that do a bat flip, and then you need like people a pitcher that... to, like throw oh, a baseball okay. at that guy. Mm-hmm. And, but like and, that and could all still happen with the robot ups. And no, I don't think it would. I think you should get robot umps. The next step is robot players. Maybe. I mean, that sounds cool too. Robots could be really good at baseball. I think robots would be really boring. I don't think they would celebrate. I think you, uh, you know, you have a very narrow view of artificial intelligence. I'm just saying that when when everybody we're all losing jobs to to AI. I said it here first. Yeah, because we all love jobs so much. Yeah. God, I would hate for hey, my job to be automated. Hey, well, AI is going to increase your net value. Exactly. Because it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to, uh, damn it, it's going to sterilize society where they need more folk art. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, dude. Under UBI, you have a huge head start. You're already a creator. Like, that's going to be the job we all have. I've been preparing your table. Exactly. <laughs> Into an animal. Wait, so what do you guys think about, and this is very much in my opinion, in the spirit of what you're talking about, Table, the the rule change in the minor leagues where you start out with the man at second in the ninth inning. Or the tenth inning, after the ninth inning. Wait, they did what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in an effort to make the game more exciting, if you're in an extra inning game, you start with the runner at second when the inning starts. That's stupid. Yeah, it sucks, right? It's complete garbage. In the minor leagues, you're trying not to overuse arms and stuff. I think that makes sense. No, they're doing it to test it out for the majors, though. Like they 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 want to do it across baseball. At least okay. that's... I have to say, I hate rule changes though in, in sports most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time, rule changes end up being stupid. Like let's look at some of the big ones. NFL can't decide what a catch is. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL created a push-out rule. You know, I think they've since taken it away, but mm-hmm. where you basically, if you just called it out of bounds, but you made sure you were, like, making contact with the defender, then be like, oh, he pushed me out. It's a touchdown, and they'd give it to you. That's garbage. Um, but what about what about the three-point line? The three-point line is good, right? The three-point line was, I think, mm, Ooh, these are hot no, takes. No, no, no. You don't need the three-point line. If you didn't invent the shack rule, if they would just let people stay in the paint, right. basketball would be all dunks. And instead of moving away from centers and big men to like small ball and, and everybody shooting threes in the modern NBA, everybody would try to have their own shack. China would be genetically engineering more Yao Ming's. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about that before on the podcast mm-hmm. about how China like invented Yao Ming. It's, it's pretty interesting stuff. So, yeah, we would have, like, Shaq clones from China um, dunking on each other. Because, you know... Uh, You're right. That Barbara does sound better. Cloned her dogs. She's been cloning the same dog. She cloned a clone of her dog. Sure. The technology yeah. out there to clone living beings. We could have Shaq clones dunking on each other <laughs> no, right now. No, the technology's out there to clone animals. No one's cloned... It's also against international law to clone a human. But you're right, the Chinese would probably try it. Yeah, like China like China gives a shit. No. If Yao Ming was a was a point guard, they would have already cloned him. Okay? But he was a big man and big men have been devalued. So they're like, Why should we clone a Yao Ming if he's not gonna be, you know, a celebrated 
NBA player in the modern NBA. That's really funny. Well, yeah. I mean, the counterpoint would be and they're still trying to teach him. That's what I'm saying. The counterpoint would be how, how, when was Yao Ming really, really popular? Like 12 years ago or something, 15 years ago. Before the Shaq rule, right? No, couldn't have been that long. He played after Shaq. When did they institute well, that rule? They didn't do the Shaq rule immediately. Shaq was playing for a while before they did the Shaq rule. I don't know why we're – I can just look up the first year that he played. Here's, um, the, other, here's the other rule change that was stupid. When, um, when, 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 when the white man tried to stop Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from being able to dunk in college, they were like, he's too good. Mm-hmm. He can dunk. Most white people can't. Let's outlaw dunks. No, that's real. No, I know. I know. That would have been a terrible rule change. I agree. So Yao Ming was drafted in 2002. Rule changes are stupid. There's always some kind of stupid reason for them. Same thing in baseball. Like, if you're that worried about views and stuff, I don't know. It's just capitalism gone too far. It's just all (laughs) funny. They say that the players only care about this. They don't care about the love of the game. No, the, the, the owners don't care about the love of the game. They're the ones trying to change the rules and, and fill their pockets, and then they're blaming players for all kinds of any shit they can come up with. To, I mean, to I, put- if I was a pro athlete, I don't think I would love the game, right? I mean, you love making a lot of money. I'm just saying, yeah. like, the game probably takes a lot away from you, too, and you're, on your ascendance to being one of the best. I mean, it injures you. You, d- you have to devote years of your life just to doing the same repetitive stuff over and over and training and eating right and sleeping well and all that. I mean, I don't blame anybody that actually doesn't love the game, but I think, like you said, it's an unfair thing to to blame them for. Like they get shit for it and owners don't. Yeah. The owners definitely don't give a shit about the game. They just want to make money. I'm saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's hypocrisy going on. To finish my Yao Ming point, he was drafted in 2002. They could have cloned him then, and, and the, the the guy would just now be coming of age. So be on the lookout for some, uh, you know, some ascendant Chinese big men in the next few years. Um, and just, you know, kind of keep it in the back of your mind. Maybe they could be clones. I'm just saying when he does, you watch, he's going to he's gonna have a three-point shot. They're trying to figure out how to give him a three-point shot. All right, they're working on the technology. Yeah, I mean, they want him to be like a you know prime Brook Lopez or like a more like a Jokic than like a. Well, then like what about actually... what about the Greek freak who who created him in a lab? And Giannis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have you have you watched some some of the some Bucks games? Giannis is I've seen highlights of him. He's a freak. Incredible to watch. Yeah, I saw where he dunked over a guy. And then um, everybody was like, that was incredible. Like, why did you, like, have you done this in practice? Why would you attempt to dunk every guy, like, jumping from that far away? And he was like, oh, I jumped for the basket. And then I saw, like, oh, he's right there in front of me, but I'd already jumped. But yeah, I saw that play. That was out. insane. That's insane. <laughs> Light work, dude. That's that's the way to posterize somebody. I actually didn't even know they were there. I was just yeah. going for the basket. Yeah, who else is really great at dunking on people? Go on. Memphis head coach Penny Hardaway, who who our our buddy Tim actually ran into in Memphis cool. the other day. Very cool. Yeah, he was eating at, at one and only barbecue. Is that what it's called? One and only barbecue. Yeah, like see, I'm a, I'm a Payne's fan, and you know the big like like the the mainstream ones are like. Central and Rendezvous, but mm-hmm. Penny, you know, he, he's already doing this right. He knows his shit. He had his had these high school kids at like a not like too, you know, too, not too many people, 
not too crowded, not too high-profile place where he was crutting them. But also Tim said it was the best ribs he's had in Memphis. He said the dry rub was just incredible. So, so you know what you, he, could, what you could do in that situation is just have a spot like that where it's not really a restaurant or whatever and you just make it look like it is. You bring in like ribs from a really good restaurant and then you take someone there and you're like, this is a secret that only I know about. I'm going to let you in on this secret of my city. And then it totally works, like you said, because the kid's like, wow, no one's in here. This must really be a secret, but the food's so good. You know, I think recruiting that needs be, that's more. That's a very Oxford way to go about that. Oh, absolutely. Just that's just, that's like paying. That's ahead. a junk. I say like Memphis, yeah, this place is there. Man. You can just find them. <laughs> you know who would do something like that, Table? Who? Anthony Joshua. That's an Anthony Joshua type move. Are we transitioning to boxing right now? I mean, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to boxing soon, right? Because y'all want to talk about that fight. But I think Andy Kennedy would do that. He used to take kids to the uh, what the new hospital or whatever, and tell them it was gonna be the the basketball arena. What's the what's that story? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, that would be a total Andy Kennedy move. <laughs> yeah, Andy Kennedy would just straight up lie to kids. For the breaking ground for the new middle school or high school. Like yeah. Middle... Oh, instead it was a mall, right? Or said they were gonna build a. Something like yeah. interesting there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's what the story was. Yeah, so yeah, Andy so Kennedy would definitely do like, it. He could go get some food from like BTC Grocery right outside of Oxford, right? And right. Put it in some old building and be like, "Yeah, this is our secret." Yeah, this is the kind of down home charm that uh, that we give you here. Um, he could probably do it at Ronsonville's wife's uh, restaurant, right? I'm sure she'd let him do it. I've heard the food there is really good, though. The catering or whatever. Um. All right, yeah, where do we go from here? Do you guys want to talk about boxing? I have nothing to, to add to boxing, so it's I, all you guys. I just brought up Penny Hardaway because, damn, Memphis is having so much fun right now compared to to us. Like, their vibe about college basketball compared to ours right now. Like, Even we'll their, see football, their football vibe. I mean, they're kind of living on borrowed time. I doubt any Memphis fan thought Norvell was still going to be there right now. I bet they're just over the moon about that. Well, I mean – Here's the thing. I was looking at like their recruiting, who they could land. They could get. So they're getting Alex Lomax, mm-hmm. you know, who's that the big time point guard that was mm-hmm. going to go to Wichita State. They got the release. They could get a seven foot two center named Connor Vanover. A guy named Sharif O'Neal. Uh, Arnifi Simmons, the like top five guy or whatever. He's 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 going to go straight to the NBA probably. Um, because he. Did a year of prep school at IMG, so he can mm-hmm. that counts as like one college year. So he gets around that; doesn't have to go to college. But the next year, it's looking like they could get James. They got him James Wiseman. They got him DJ Jeffries. They got him Chandler Lawson. They got him Malcolm Dandridge. Wait, they're gonna get DJ Jeffries, the guy that's committed to Kentucky. Who? I, I thought Jeffries was committed to Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not until next year. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. But you think he's gonna end up at Memphis? Uh, they're saying there's a good chance that he flips to Memphis. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they could bring in some crazy-ass recruiting classes the next two years. Well, and that's kind of what their fans think they should be doing, right? I mean, it yeah. is a basketball school. Are we going to reach the point where Memphis is better than Ole Miss and in two out of three of the big sports? I don't know, but hasn't Memphis traditionally been better than Ole Miss in basketball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. better. No, I agree. The two out of three thing is not a is not a good sign. But I mean, that's more reflective of the cratering of the football program than anything else. Like, it's not like Memphis is incredible at football. Miss is just really bad right now. I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, 
Oh, yeah, but I mean, good, but like, come on. Than Mike Norvell. Uh, we couldn't out hire. We couldn't hire somebody better than. That's what Memphis. I'm saying, though. That's about the current state of Ole Miss's program more than Memphis being like in the. You know, I, I guess for. I mean, Norvell is one of their best coaches ever, right? One of Memphis's? Yeah, for football. Well, I mean, I don't know. They have a lot of good coaches, but they only last a year, you know? Right, right. Pointe was pretty damn good. He just left as soon as, you know. He got offered from he somewhere. Got a much better job, yeah. He didn't have like alleged, alleged whatever it is with Norvell. This on your show without saying alleged, because I we mean, haven't been breaking anything that uh, salacious. Yeah, I feel like I just always, you know, borderline get slanderous every time I'm on here. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the that's the working title of the show is just border, borderline slanderous. What did you say, John? Okay, news. What about Ross? Say it again. We haven't yelled about him on this show. Actually, we're going to make it through. Yeah, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. But, I mean, well, you want to talk about the women's basketball search? That'll get us uh, talking about uh, us, huh? Let's let them hire somebody before we make fun of it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, All right, so John and I, yeah, talk you about know, boxing. We've been, we've been keeping up with a lot of other sports besides just all sports because – I feel like that's another shot. Sometimes you want to watch something where your guy wins, you know? I know. Um, I, I, feel I guess that. we have almost baseball now, thank goodness. But This is why I watch uh, eSports, because you can actually yeah. cheer for winners. You don't have to just be condemned to the school that you attended. Which, I'm ready for college eSports. I would watch I mean, college like, eSports are here, man. College eSports are here. They're watched. sick. The problem is that Ole Miss doesn't, just like the band, Ole Miss doesn't have a good uh, demographic makeup for eSports. Wait, are you saying that Ole Miss sometimes doesn't have a lot of diversity? Yes, that is definitely part of what wow. I'm saying. And also maybe that the wonder, vibe wonder, the vibe that Ole Miss carefully – Or their, their PR that makes it. I love having table on because I can't talk over him. He'll just keep talking over me and I have to stop and let him go. That's what he does. I know. I love it. I, I got to taste him own medicine in that department. But I was going to say, I feel like the, the vibe that Ole Miss has so carefully curated uh, is actually kind of a turnoff for a lot of diverse students, um, whether it's you know people more interested in computer science and nerdy pursuits or whether it's minorities or whether it's anybody that's not a, a bro hard. Um, you know, I think it can have a negative impact on stuff like hey, esports. Hey, you don't support if you're not unanimous behind the land shark, then you're just not allowed on campus. I mean, no, if you're not unanimous behind Kermit Davis, you're not you're not allowed on campus. Or Matt Luke, you have to be a Matt Luke fan to be an Ole Miss fan. That's the way. You either have to be Mississippi made, or you have to have been rejected by Georgia or Texas. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, I, I, we, we, we give Georgia, the state of Georgia, a lot of crap because of their students that come over. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say, they're not sending their best, okay? They're <laughs> sending thieves and, and racist and maybe... I, I assume some know, of them may be good, good people. people. Yeah. But... <laughs> As a classic. <laughs> a classic. Um. Oh, that oh. should we should we do uh, some Twitter excerpts? That actually reminded me of... Um... A great thing that I found yesterday on Twitter. Yeah, let's hit Twitter and then we'll end with boxing. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so yesterday in the midst of the uh, the Women's Basketball National Championship or whatever, I was on Twitter. Um, I was trying to figure out what the score is because I just finished like going for a run or something. And I was like, oh, is this game still going on? Is it close? Is it worth turning it on when I get home? I ended up turning it on and watching the last five minutes. Crazy ending, like I referenced earlier, insane buzzer beater. 
Um, but basically, I typed in Mississippi State, and about eighth account down the list, we type in Mississippi State. It's called Mississippi State Trump at MSU underscore POTUS. And the bio says, 45th president of the United States of America and lover of Mississippi State athletics. American flag emoji, hashtag MAGA, hashtag MSGA, which we are, guys, we might want to think about using that one, make Mississippi. Well, I guess it's supposed to be make Mississippi great again, but he left off a letter there. So maybe it's just like make Sippy great again. I'm not sure what he was going for. Oh, make Starkville great again. Oh, okay. Okay. You got it. You nailed it. Uh, and hashtag Hale State. Um, so really solid bio already. If you, I, I encourage you to go check out this account, but I will give you some sample tweets so you see. This guy is one, a rabid state fan, not a surprise, uh, but he really loves Trump and has gotten this toned down like quite well actually. Um, so let me let me see. Uh, I'm gonna skip all of the Scott Strickland tweets. This guy's obsessed with Scott Strickland. It's kind of weird. Um, cause What's it, his nickname for him? Sleazy Scott Strickland, which is a good alliteration. That's solid Trump. Um, let's see. So this is, there's some tweets after uh, after the loss last night. So to our women, women in all caps. I'm gonna emphasize for the all caps. Okay, do not lose heart. Re disgraceful second half officiating. You represent our university better than anyone, maybe ever. You have grown your sport and drawn huge crowds. The sadness will survive, subside, and uh, and at once it does, there should be nothing remaining but pride for the hard work you have put into all caps. Make Starkville great again. Uh, this is my favorite one from March 30th. Low ratings ESPN's darling UConn now 0-2 in last two Final Four overtime games while drawing tiny crowds, many open seats. Meanwhile, our Mississippi State women's team 2-0 and in last two games, drawing record-breaking crowds and no praise from the dishonest press, question mark. So as you can see, like he's really hitting a lot of different reference points here. Uh, the first one being like state fan base's strange obsession with like weird dick measuring contests, like like UConn lost to a team that wasn't them and they that's like a victory for them somehow. Like I don't I don't know. I think UConn lost to the team that ended up beating them in the title game so kind of came back to bite him there um, you know kind of sad what that this like weird parody twitter guy obsessed with state like inner he's obsessed with like the inner machinations you know, of the state fan base what it's almost his impression is almost spot on except that he ha- seems to have a better vocabulary and a control little bit thing, yeah which than our actual no. president. It reminds me a lot of how Trump is obsessed with like Vanity Fair, like Graydon Carter and stuff like that, like weird media drama and like ratings and like stuff like that. Like it's very like having like if Trump was obsessed with Mississippi State sports, it would almost make like too much sense, right? I think that's what you're saying. Like it's it's very it's a very Trumpian thing to to just like focus it, on these small in like uh, indignities. What? I feel like I feel like. I could see like Trump like getting on elite dogs. Dude, hell yeah. Coach thirty four <laughs> is Trump. That is actually canon now. <laughs> but um if you're out there listening, Twitter parody account guy, which he might be because you know, I, I hope so. love listening to old Miss stuff. I'll I'll tag him in the uh tweet about the show, okay? Yeah, if you're listening, um <coughs> keep keep it up. Keep yes. It up. Keep Good it friend. up. Throw in some um some spelling errors and some words that like aren't yeah. words every once in a while. And yeah, like that's no, not too much, not too much. Keep it subtle, but just occasional errors, and that'll really you know kick it just right over the top. You know, I don't I don't really know. Um, 
Like, honestly, I feel like this guy and Trump might be, like, kind of similar headspaces. So I, I actually have faith that this guy could actually make, like, a Trumpian spelling error. But you're right. It, generally, they look pretty, like, well-composed. This, this person's probably younger than Trump, probably better at using their phone, if I had to guess. This um, guy from Mississippi has a better has a better literacy than... <laughs> probably. This is a good one. Another horrid call by SEC refs, parentheses, total joke. Ball hit the rim and, the, and then confirmed, there's a type before you, on replay. Refs must improve or be fired. So you have a parenthetical... Really, that's, that's the best one. Yeah, that's so. the best one. A, a Trumpian parenthetical, three or two exclamation marks, uh, and then a call to action at the end. Refs must improve or be fired. Uh, it's it's really good shit, guys. This is this is solid yeah. as hell. Yeah, I'd, I'd give that one an, an A A plus. I think my favorite part about this is uh-huh. if the guy running this account gets the tag on Twitter, listens to the show, he will have had to get through what like forty minutes of like complete Ole Miss rambling nonsense to hear this. And so I really hope that that's what's happened. And now he's on this part, and he's like, "This was not worth my time at all." Um, <laughs> good stuff. Keep it up at MSU underscore POTUS. What do you guys will talk about boxing wise? Okay, so we know that the listeners are really excited to hear about, you know, what's going on in the world of boxing right now. Sure, who wouldn't be? You know, I'm, I'm sure. But John and I got really upset because we were going to, you know, I was going to watch the Final Four games. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to watch a boxing match first because it's a big deal. Because the heavyweight titles right now are split, we're, we're split between three fighters, okay? Mm-hmm. You had the Samoan New Zealand guy Joseph Parker, who had one of the belts. I think like the WAB. This guy walks in the ring, and his boys are carrying New Zealand flat New Zealand flags. He's got Samoa Auto Parts as a logo. The boys <laughs> on their on their shorts. Okay, and he's playing Roy Jones can't be stopped. I mean, I was that like, sounds Man, cool. I yeah. All right, all right, and then. The second second guy, Anthony Joshua, and he beat Vladimir Klitschko in a really big match that was considered like the best heavyweight fight like in ten years. And I know I know Klitschko's name, so he must be yeah. Famous. Klitschko was was literally a champion for a decade. Okay, yeah. So I mean, he was a, he was a big deal. He's also he married uh, a girl from the Disney Channel that was in the Straight to VHS uh, Bring It On sequel. Nice. Um, made bigger movies than that, but uh, she was the, the the kid in Remember the Titans, like the sassy kid in Remember the Titans. Oh wow, good for him. Yeah, Hayden. How do you pronounce her last name? Penitary. She yeah. she got famous in, in Heroes, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, Heroes. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's also the first heavyweight champion to have a uh, to have a master's degree or doctorate or something like that. Which is interesting. Oh, that's cool. What's it? What was his his field of study? Um, he, it was sports science. So he basically did a bunch of research on how boxing was like destroying his brain and stuff like that. I'm guessing. <laughs> Probably. He couldn't. Anyway, he couldn't do that research so now. Go on. Anthony Joshua. He's got two of the belts, two of the major belts, and one of the small bullshit belts. Mm-hmm. And here's why I started disliking him is every time somebody points out like, and you have these two belts, he always says, no, Brovo got three belts. <laughs> Not like, insisting that his like shitty minor belt that no one cares about gets recognized. And I'm just like, okay, that's already getting on my nerves. So he comes out and he takes 40 fucking minutes to do his ring walk. 
where like he has to like do laps around the ring and they're shooting fire and they're doing a laser show and and like it, 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 seriously it looks like 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 fucking like when they used to like like you know do like the little laser shows and like play Pink Floyd in the dark you know like right. that bullshit like the 70s like, yeah um, he had or like the 80s yeah he had like three walkout songs um it, it took forever and then the other guy is John's favorite he's a guy named Deontay Wilder Mm-hmm. who really has no boxing skills. They're about like on the level of a good amateur. Okay. But he is the hardest puncher like maybe ever in boxing, MMA, anything. It's like, a, like a Kimbo Slice type. No, he hits like... <laughs> he has the hand of God. It's not funny. He, he, he literally punched a guy into a seizure. Yikes. With one- yeah, and this, this, is guy, a, no, this, this is a healthy is outlet. outlet. You guys think? Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> he's from Alabama, and he's what? What? John, hold on, John was saying something about Wilder. What did you say, John? He won't. Wilder is forty and zero with thirty nine knockouts. Oh and shit! The only guy that he never knocked out, he fought in a rematch and knocked him out in the first round. So this is like a Mike Tyson type idea. I think it's Mike Tyson plus. Yeah, I mean Tyson was famous for his if, KOs. If Mike I know that. Tyson was six seven and had corresponding power that goes up to his arms being that much longer. Okay, so Wilder's fighting the guy that had the Samoan Auto Parts sponsor. Is that what's happening? No, Wilder knocked out this uh, Cuban guy that was like the considered the best heavyweight without a belt. Who calls himself the real King Kong? His name is Luis Ortiz. Nice. And he was supposed to have the best chin in boxing, and Wilder knocked his ass out. So the best and, chin in uh, boxing does that mean you can take a lot of hits? Is that what that's? Supposed yeah, to be? it means like literally like how many punches to the chin you can take, as opposed to a glass jaw, which can't take many. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Well, I'm good with literary devices at least, or like you know, uh, yeah, whatever. You're already a boxing expert. Aphorisms, whatever you want to. So I like Wilder because he, instead of moving to Vegas now that he has a championship belt, he just hangs out in Alabama driving around in his limo with illegally tinted windows and is like super expensive fur coats and just gets like pulled over all the time. <laughs> That's tight. Is he a Bama fan? <laughs> is, like, he, is he a Bama fan? Is he a Bama fan? Yeah, he's only a boxer because he couldn't get a football scholarship to Alabama. Hell yeah. And he said, if I can't play for the Tide, I'm not playing for anybody. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> boxer. Is he, like a, is he like a defensive end? That's my guess. Yeah, he would have been a defensive end, probably, or a tight end. That he's makes sense. Six seven. Well, he's six seven, but he's slim. He's only 217. Interesting. So, yeah, maybe more yeah. of a, hmm, interesting. Yeah, he, well, he would have. So are we are we teasing an upcoming fight? What is this segment leading to? So what to? happened was that Joshua and Parker fought in what was in John's opinion clearly a rigged match. And well, hey, you guys said it was a rigged fight before I did, and then I that's confirmed. true. Everybody has been bashing it. The commentators were bashing the referee during the fight. They said, "What the hell is this? This is the worst refereeing we've ever seen. Like, what the hell is going on right now?" Hmm. What happened is that the Samoan kid was um, fucking up uh, Anthony Joshua's rhythm. And uh, he was, he was like landing jabs and just kind of messing them up. And he was eating some jabs, but he didn't get caught with any power punches. And every time Joshua would get frustrated and ever pursue the smaller guy, um, Joseph Parker 
would hop in real quick and start throwing body blows and Joshua would try to wrap them up. And every time there was like a hint of a clinch, like one person was starting to hold, it was always Joshua starting to hold. The referee would come break it up. Like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't, you can't, no contact. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely ridiculous. And then there were photos today out of him holding back Joseph Parker's hand at one point when he was breaking up a clinch while Joshua was still punching. Oh, damn. So the, yeah. fix, the fix was in. It looked super fixed. Um, Eddie Hearn is the promoter for Joshua, and he's like the biggest promoter in Britain, and he's got kind of a skeezy reputation. And where, where was this fight? Was it in Vegas? This was in Cardiff, Wales. Okay, okay, okay. Now now I think maybe you might be right, because I was going to say if the fight was actually fixed, you know, that the FBI would investigate that kind of thing. But now that I know it was out of the country, maybe it was. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how it works in England. I don't know. It seemed like some home cooking. And so now Joshua, he won on decision. The cards were questionable. Here's the problem is that Joshua keeps saying, I want to unify all the belts. I want to unify all the belts. But he keeps ducking Deontay Wilder. And I'm guessing Wilder has the heavyweight belt, yeah? Yeah, Wilder has the last belt. And now that Joshua only needs that one last belt, he says, well, Wilder's going to have to come fight me in England. Um, but if, um, but if he's gonna knock him out, that's fine, right? The, you don't the the ref can't save you from being knocked out. Ah, uh, the ref can because the ref can control the distance. Yeah. So, but I'm guessing Fowler's knockout punches don't come when they're wrapped up, right? Because you don't have room to extend your arms. Oh uh, no, that's not true. Um, a lot of tall heavyweights, going back to Lennox Lewis and now both Joshua and Wilder, have really good uppercuts. Uh huh. So you wrap that's them your- up and then you pop them with the uppercut. If you're short and you're getting, you know, tied up in a clinch, you can throw hooks, you can throw uppercuts, you can throw a lot of punches. When you're tall, usually you can only throw the uppercut. Reckon, but yeah. Wilder knocked out Luis Ortiz with an uppercut. That's how he knocked out the guy that had the best chin, quote unquote, in boxing. Right. So you're saying if he if they fought in yeah. England, maybe the fix would be in again on uh, Josh yeah, side. Yeah, but he would not let Wilder throw the uppercut. He would come close him up if he ever. Well, now I want to see that fight, though. Are they going to fight? I'm guessing it's not scheduled yet. Well, that's the thing, is that Joshua's like, oh, I want to fight. I want all the belts. But now he's like, well, you know, my team's going to have to negotiate it, and I'm I'm a bigger draw because I sold out all these seats in England, so um, we can't do a 50-50 split. It would have to be like, uh, you know, he can have 20%. We can't do a 50-50 split of the money. And then he's like, "Well, you know, I don't want to come to Vegas anymore to fight Wilder. I, I think that." So we uh, think he's just he's just trying to dodge it because he's he's scared of yeah. Wilder. So now he's trying to dodge him, and he's been just like an ass on Twitter all week. Like uh, he illegally elbowed Parker in the face, and it cut his eye open. And he was bragging about like, "Oh, did you see that punch? I totally screwed up that dude's eye." <laughs> It was like, we saw the replay. We saw the elbow. Like, the commentators talked about it. Yeah. He was doing things like he was trying to, like, hold Parker's head while he was punching him, which you can't do. And here's the thing. I like dirty fighters. I don't I don't mind dirty fighters. But, like, you have to have, like, the right kind of personality to pull that off. And you can't be mm-hmm. just, like, talking shit like that. Yeah, I mean, you know. if you're going to be a dirty fighter, I would rather you, like, wryly acknowledge it or just, like, joke about yeah. how, no, you're crazy. I would never do that, wink, wink. Like, that's funnier. Like, if you embrace the heel role, that's right. fine. Right. You know, everybody likes a hockey goon. Everybody, you know, likes, like, the, the bad guy WWE wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, like, The Rock got popular because he became a heel. But nobody likes when you're, like, the, like, 
pretty boy, like a side, like making the money guy, you know, you come out like in your, in your pristine white under armor trunks with nothing on them, but an under armor logo in your name, mm-hmm. no advertisements or any decorations or stripes, just, just pristine. You know, you come out trying to present like this image and then you're dirty like that. That's, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. So, we want Deontay Wilder to knock out Joshua. We think Joshua's going to dodge him. We needed Wilder to fight in Las Vegas because we we had John and I had plans for a Las Vegas trip that we Ooh, won't get. That'd in. be fun, man. Yeah, no spoilers. Uh, but you know who you are listening. One of your guests knows what we're talking about. I thought you were about to screw that up, so good job. <laughs> That's what I stopped talking. Lol. Um, well, I, right. I, and so the other big boxing match everybody should watch is going to be on ESPN in America. All right. All right. Free television. Bud Crawford, John's favorite boxer, is going to knock out a dirty Australian named Jeff Torn that won a rigged fight in Australia against Manny Pacquiao earlier in the year. It was a dirty rigged fight. I'm not even going to say allegedly. Crawford's going to get revenge. Watch Crawford knock out Jeff Horn. That'll get you into boxing. I'm in. When, when is that, did you say? That's going to be in June. Okay, all right. I mean, I'll check it out on ESPN. I, the last boxing match that I watched was uh, uh, Mayweather versus Pacquiao. That was a terrible fight. That was, was one of the worst. It was pretty fight. boring. I think we were all just hoping for Mayweather to get knocked out. I think it's all we were hoping for. Mayweather McGregor was a better fight than that. Oh no no, no. I watched that. That's what I'm. That's, I watched both. I watched both. But Mayweather McGregor, I was definitely hoping that McGregor was going to land a punch, even though I knew he wasn't going to. That was also kind of a boring fight. Yeah, it was also funny because Mayweather was like clearly carrying him, and he wouldn't throw punches in the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. But I, oh. I, I like how the hype around those pay per view matches gets so high. That's fun. How people are so talking about it so much beforehand. And these ones usually end up bad. You're better yeah. off just watching the three matches on ESPN. It's good to know. Well, I'm going to need you to tell me when there's a good match coming up that's actually worth watching, even though I think it's a bit of a brutal blood sport, to say the least. But what are you going to do? That's sports for you. Yeah. At least, hey, at least in the, boxing, they don't pretend like it's safe, right? That's, that's the thing. is that in, in football, there's all this bullshit and all this pretending in boxing, just you know what you sign up for. Yeah. What are you saying, John? Hey, well, when's uh, when's your boy Mike Reed going to fight again? <laughs> you might be retired, dude. <laughs> All right, so the first time I made John watch a boxing match, the undercard featured this guy named Mike Reed. He was really short for his division, had stubby little arms. Mm-hmm. And so if you're short like that, you got to try to, like, work inside and fight inside and he was trying to like dance around and fight outside on a guy with longer arms and the guy was a complete bomb he was a 45 year old school teacher that fought part-time and mike reed wouldn't just knock him out he was just like dancing around him and like trying to show off and then he would jump in and do like his little combo and then jump out like he was manny pacquiao but it looked really dumb with his stubby little arms, and he was wearing, like, giant trunks, and it made his legs look shorter because he was wearing, like, the long, like, NBA player from, like, 2003 trunks. Yeah. yeah. Barely above his ankles. Yeah. And so he just looked absolutely ridiculous, and, and he couldn't knock the guy out, and he made the undercard last way too long. And it was just... 
oh, it was just the most annoying thing. And I was like, oh, well, John's not going to watch boxing with me anymore. But then the main event ended up being um, Crawford knocking out Ndongo to unify all the belts at 140, which I talked about on the podcast before. And then John got excited. But it was it was a good time. We were both really drunk. And so I was acting out Mike Reed. And when I thought of this, I think John had an embarrassing video of that. Oh, When's wow. uh, Mikey Garcia have another fight scheduled yet? Uh, not yet. He's, he might move up to 147 and fight Crawford after Crawford beats Horn. That would be Which, all in on that. Would be a super fight. They're both ranked pound for pound right now, so that would be huge. Hmm. That uh, would be big. Let's break down your other sports, Sean. Um, so Lewis Hamilton didn't didn't win the uh, last Formula One race. Yeah, he kind of got screwed. On oh the... man. Okay, this is veering into. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, just I don't know. You know, I do do want to hear about New York real quick. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about New York. Got up early Friday, drove down, stayed in uh, downtown Brooklyn. McLean and Channing apparently had an eventful weekend last weekend, and they had uh, burnt. They they were out of equity with their roommate. (laughs) Oh, they called me midweek and were like, "Hey," or we talked midweek. They're like, "Look," and I was like. I was like, hey, we can go stay somewhere else. It's not a big deal. So, good, stay in Brooklyn. Um, I went and did the – I'd never been to Brooklyn before. Walked around Dumbo. Um, ch- checked all that out. Then I walked across Brooklyn Bridge, listened to Friday Rolling. Beautiful. Listened to the uh, I-10 rebranding announcement. Went and walked around Lower Manhattan. Never been down Wall Street before. Did that. Walked over to the 9-11 Memorial. It's really well done. Really emotional. I did a very good job with it. Yeah. Um, walked all the way over to the west side of lower Manhattan. Looked at Jersey and was like, yep, that looks like shit compared to Brooklyn. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I and New York is like such a such a beautiful city. It's such a cool place. Hey, Wandered uh, back to uh, Brooklyn. Had a, another friend of mine fly, was flying in and meet, met me. And we ended up going out. Um grabbing dinner going out in Williamsburg at night and then uh Saturday was brunch in Manhattan met up with uh Channing and Connor caught up with them and then we uh kind of wandered it was a beautiful day mid 50s sunny in uh on Saturday in Manhattan which is really your ideal like put on a jacket walk around weather beautiful which is fun. You, you live up here after a while you're like man mid 50s put on a jacket that's awesome weather a little different perspective than down down south but um did that went all the way up central park spent some time there ended up, ended up on a rooftop bounce around and then uh we took mclean over to williamsburg we ended up going out in williamsburg again it was funny we had to we had to uh break him into hipster land so <laughs> buddy and i both lived we lived together in cambridge so we were uh we had we were experienced with that. Basically, Williamsburg, from my perspective, is, is a bigger Somersville, so, Somerville, which is the town next to Cambridge. So, oh, it was a really good weekend. Good to get out. A lot of fun. That's awesome. We uh, we went to a really cool rooftop in Williamsburg on Saturday night that was about 25 stories up looking right at Manhattan. It was a, oh, man and everything that's so. really cool yeah the view of manhattan from brooklyn is so cool 
like Greenpoint area. That's so awesome. It was it was a really good trip. So good stuff. Um, all right, word. Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap the show. Table, hit us with your, with your plugs, man. Let the people know uh, what's going on in Table World right now. Uh, well, I'm about to be on a big dig. Uh, got a big archaeology project coming up. So if you want a painting, hit me up now. You're gonna have to, you know, it's gonna take a little longer. So what's that? So what? They got a couple days to hit you up, or when do you when do you go uh, yeah, off the grid? They, they got this week. They, okay. This week, they hit me up. I mean, they can still hit me up while I'm working. It'll just be just, delayed. You know, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. Fair Maybe enough. I painted immediately. So you're going on some other podcasts. People got to check that out. Yeah, Friday rolling this week. Friday rolling. So check out this little podcast called Friday rolling. I don't think y'all have ever plugged them before. I don't think so. Uh, well, I got to give props. If you Google Friday rolling, R O L L I N apostrophe, they are the first results on Google. That's pretty good SEO. So whatever you're doing, keep it up. Let's see. I probably have another article coming out. Um, on red cup soon perfect you're gonna go on you, do you ever go on that podcast i was on once um i talked a little bit too long about an appalachian sex cult that i came mm-hmm. in contact with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and now you got sent, you got sent back down to the miners of land sharks after dark well i would say that i don't think they've invited me back on after that um yeah or maybe it's because you got relegated on their podcast that's too sweet of you no, I mean, whoever's running the controls over there apparently is cool with us because they will often, especially retweet you if you tweet our episode or whatever. So, whatever. Yeah, they, like, they tweeted your episode and your t-shirts. When yeah, are t-shirts? I appreciate I'm excited it. for the t-shirts. I know, when are t-shirts? It's a good, it's a good question. Keep signing up, people. It's, we'll, we'll close the sign-up this week, and then we'll begin the next steps. Oh, oh Red Cup did another nice thing for me. They, um... I, I got on their Twitter today when I was looking for a baseball stat, and they had made the um, their background banner. One the of your Kermit. Kermit, yeah. Kermits, yeah. That's beautiful. As John referenced earlier in the show, it's quite nice. Definitely check that out, Twitter, Red Cup Rebellion. I'm all, but I'm, I'm all at a Robert Kimdichie Black Panther paintings. I sold all those. I sold all my Kermits. Congrats. I sold all my lens, so... If you want a painting, I'm, I'm out of everything, but I take commissions. I'll paint you something new. The Mississippi a, Creative Economy. A new instant, instant ground, instantly ground. What is that one? That, that new piece of tech. You instant, you instant gram something. Yeah, I have that. Nice. I have that out now. The Instagram, so you can see all my not all my old shit, but a lot of my old paintings. There, you can see. Oh, you can see my painting hanging up at Funkies. I've mm-hmm. got another one square now. Listen at Funkies. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, so it's Table Cobbleson on Instagram. You can see all the stuff. You want me to recreate, you know, paint you a new version of any of that? I want you to paint me a new version of the one that Bebel has, and you also have to take his and destroy it so that he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> Do you have the only one? I think he has the only one, right? The Hospitality State. It's a little mini painting. Yeah, he has the only Hospitality State painting. Yeah, so that's my commission is make one of those and also destroy his. No, I, I, I'm kidding. I'll cool with that. I already said to you earlier in the week that I wanted a, a unique painting, but I'm still working on the concept. Um, yeah, guys, so obviously, John, I doubt you want to plug anything, right? We're good. The podcast, Landtrax After Dark, I'm guessing, is... Uh... Well, we're set. We're set. I feel the same way, folks. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, of course. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Table, for making time to come on. 
Uh, thanks to John for every week being on the show with me and uh, holding my hand through the various topics that I don't know anything about, yet I still insist on having a podcast that talks about them. Um, and thanks to you for listening, guys. Uh, we're going to call it there, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.